Thomas and Friends Storytime. Who's behind the mystery? Starring Thomas, James and an imaginary engine called Jeffrey. Based on the railway series by the Reverend W. Audrey. Created by Britt Allcroft, read by Mark Morahan and Friends. This episode is brought to you by the Thomas and Friends Friendship Awards. Parents, the Friendship Awards are here to celebrate special examples of friendship. There are amazing prizes to be won, including Smith's Toys Toy Vouchers. Do you or your child know someone who's been a really good friend? Visit thomasfriendshipday.com for official rules and how to enter. No purchase necessary. Entries close on the 1st of July. And now it's story time. One evening on the island of Sodor, Thomas was just settling down in his shed when Sir Topham Hatt appeared. Ah, Thomas, I just noticed the shunting yard is a bit messy and I was wondering if you would tidy it up first thing in the morning before you start your other jobs. No problem at all, sir. I'll have it spick and span in no time. (laughs) Oh, that's what I like to hear, Thomas. Good night, sleep tight and don't let the... uh, Shed bugs a bite, <laughs> said Sir Topham Hatt, amused by his own joke. And Thomas, wanting to be really useful and not let Sir Topham Hatt down, decided to wake himself up extra early. <sighs> First, to the shunting yard. But when Thomas got there, he found no mess whatsoever. All the trucks were neatly lined up in rows. Thomas had never seen the yard looking so tidy. How strange. Just then, Percy came past. Morning, Thomas. What are you doing up so early? I came to tidy the shunting yard, but it looks like someone beat me to it. Was it you, Percy? Not me, Thomas. I've just finished delivering the mail. That's taken me all night. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, Bye, Percy. So Thomas carried on his way. But he couldn't help wondering, who must have tidied away those trucks? That evening, as Thomas settled down in his shed, Sir Topham Hatt appeared again. Ah, Thomas, thank you so much for tidying up the shunting yard earlier. There's nothing I like more than a neat row of trucks. Oh, um, thank you, sir, said Thomas, feeling a little bit guilty. Although, I'm afraid to say, it's become rather messy again. I was wondering if you would be able to tidy it up before your other jobs again. Yes, of course, sir. You can always count on me. But this time, Thomas decided to wake himself up even earlier than before. Right, to the shunting yard. Thomas raced away quickly, in the hope he would find the shunting yard just as messy as Sir Topham Hatt said it was. But when Thomas got there, he couldn't believe his eyes. There wasn't a single truck out of place. They were all neatly lined up in rows, just like before. It was the spickest and spanish shunting yard Thomas had ever seen. 
This is very strange indeed. Just then, Mia came past. Good morning, Thomas. What are you doing up so early? Oh, good morning, Nia. I came to tidy the shunting yard, but it looks like someone beat me to it. Again. It wasn't you, was it? No, Thomas, it wasn't. Although I'd have been happy to do it. At least now you have more time to do your other jobs. See you later, Thomas. And with that, Nia chuffed away. And Thomas was still confused. Who could possibly have tidied away those trucks? That evening, Sir Topham Hatt appeared for a third time. Ah, Thomas. Oh, another impressive day's work, I see. That shunting yard was the tidiest it's ever been. <laughs> Although, uh, I'm afraid to say it's um, got messy again. <laughs> I was wondering if you would, uh, well, uh, you know... Consider it done, sir. And once again, Thomas decided to wake himself up extra early. Although this time, he decided to wake himself up much, much earlier than before. <sighs> Here we go again. Thomas was desperate to catch the mystery engine. But when he arrived at the shunting yard, he couldn't believe it. Everything was tidied away, just like before. Oh, I give up. That's when Diesel came past. Thomas, what are you doing up so early? <gasps> up to no good, are we? I don't suppose you tidied up the shunting yard, did you, Diesel? <laughs> Why would I do that? I know I like to play tricks, but tidying up for a steamy would just be silly. Diesel scurried away. Thomas was baffled. This was very strange indeed. Thomas needed an idea. And right there and then, one flew into his funnel. Thomas raced away to tell Percy. I have a plan, Percy. Tonight, I'm going to hide at the shunting yard and keep a close watch. I can come with you, Thomas. You might find it a bit scary on your own. So that night, Thomas and Percy went to the shunting yard and found a perfect hiding place behind a shed. From there, they could see the whole of the shunting yard. And what a mess it was! There were trucks scattered all over the place. When someone comes to tidy them up, we'll catch them red-handed. You wait and see. And with that, they waited and watched, and watched and waited. Until suddenly... Uh! Percy jumped. It's only the town clock striking midnight, Percy. Nothing to worry about. But it wasn't entirely nothing, because from out of the shadows came something moving. <gasps> Percy, over there. It can't be. It looks like a, a tiny little engine. Sure enough, the tiniest engine they had ever seen came chuffing into the yard. In the moonlight, Thomas could see it was being driven by two tiny elves, a boy and a girl, dressed in torn clothes and covered in soot from head to toe. Fizzling fire poxes. Fizzling elves, more like. 
As Thomas and Percy looked on in amazement, the two little elves in their little engine started to push the trucks neatly into rows. And as they went, they danced and skipped and sang. Something makes us happy, we never ever moan. But we'd be even happier with the railway of our own. With the railway of our own. And no sooner had the trucks been placed into rows, and they were as neat and tidy as trucks have ever been, did the two little elves and their little engine disappear into the night. Something makes us happy, we never ever moan. But we'd be even happier with the railway of our own. Well, that was really useful and so kind. We must show them how grateful we are, Percy. And for the second time in one day, another idea flew into Thomas's funnel. The next morning, Thomas told Sir Topham Hatt about the little elves and their magical little engine and asked for his help. I'd be delighted to, Thomas. Oh, imagine that! Two little elves driving an elf train on my railway. You don't see that every day. Sir Topham Hatt gathered up some tiny railway tracks and a shiny little guard's whistle, while Lady Hatt helped by sewing together some little railway conductor outfits and some little red and green flags. Then everything was packed into two little railway trucks, which were put out in the shunting yard. That night, Thomas Percy and Sir Topham Hatt hid behind the shed where they waited and watched and watched and waited until... As the clock chimed midnight, out from the shadows came the little elf train driven by the two little elves. <gasps> Look, there they are. Oh, shh, shh, nobody move, nobody say anything. The little elf train was about to push the first truck into the siding when the elves saw the two tiny trucks. Curiously, they chuffed over to them. When they looked into the trucks and saw what was inside, <gasps> they were at first puzzled and then delighted. Look! Railway tracks and proper clothes. <laughs> and flags and a whistle. Oh, our very own railway. Thomas Percy and Sir Topham Hatt were very happy to have made the little elves' wish come true. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> Dancing and skipping with joy, the elves dressed themselves in their new outfits. <laughs> then they coupled their elf train up to the tiny trucks. Oh, let's go. Waved their little flags and chuffed away into the night, <laughs> never to be seen again. Here we go! Chuff, chuff, chuff. Although, if you listen very carefully, you can often hear a distant peep peep of the little guard's whistle being blown. The end. This episode is brought to you by Day Out with Thomas Events. Parents, get ready for a day of adventure. Day Out with Thomas is heading to a station near you. Jump on board for a train ride with Thomas, meet Sir Topham Hatt, enjoy live entertainment and so much more. Visit dayoutwiththomas.co.uk for tickets. This story is about James 
the number five red engine. James is very proud of his splendid red paint, and he has a whistle that sounds like this. So let's begin our story. James the Super Engine. It was a bright autumn afternoon on the island of Sodor. James puffed into Knapford Station. He stopped beside a group of children waiting on the platform. The children were clapping and cheering. James thought the children were cheering for him. Why, thank you, thank you. No, no, it's too much, really. Uh, keep it down. I wouldn't want the other engines getting jealous. Rebecca was waiting at the other platform. She could see that the children were looking at a comic book. On the cover was a picture of a masked comic book hero. They're not cheering for you, James. They're cheering at their new comic book. One of the children held up the picture for James to see. It's the Red Shadow. He can fly at supersonic speed, has superhuman strength and wears a red super cape. Oh, does he now? The children were keen to tell James all about the Red Shadow. Nobody knows who he is. In fact, anyone in the station could be a hero in disguise right now. I wonder if I have superpowers too. As James left the station, Rebecca called after him. Who knows, James? Maybe you do. On his way to Marin Station, James imagined himself as a masked super engine, rescuing other engines who needed help. Just think, me, the world's first super engine. But then there was trouble. Up ahead, Rocky the Crane was lifting some big barrels of oil across the tracks. When the barrels swung around and some gloopy black oil spilled out. Whoa! Oh! As James passed by, the oil splashed right across his face. <laughs> Rocky quickly put the barrels down before any more oil spilt. Oh dear, sorry about that. James stopped beside Rocky. His face and his shiny red paintwork were splattered with sticky black oil. Sorry, just look at my paintwork. It's a mess. Now I'll have to go to the washdown and get cleaned up. James hurried away to the washdown. As James was crossing the Fenland Bridge, he caught sight of his reflection in the water. Oh, just look at me. Then James noticed something. The oily splodge across his eyes made him look like he was wearing the black mask of a comic book hero. Oh, just look at me. I look like the rail rocket. That's it. Maybe I am a super engine after all. I need to patrol the railway. Never fear. Rail Rocket is here! James was having great fun, pretending to be the Rail Rocket. It was a sunny day, and all seemed well. But little did anyone know, 
that hidden in the shadows, danger was lurking. Thankfully, Rail Rocket was on hand, ready for anyone in need of... Help! What was that? Did my super hearing just detect a cry for... Help! A distress call. Someone's in trouble. James rushed towards the sound of the calls for help and spotted two children up ahead. James stopped beside them. Da-da-da-da! Never fear! Rail Rocket is here! Where's the trouble? Is it a raging storm? A runaway train? A broken bridge? Our new kite is stuck in a tree! The boy pointed to a large tree overhanging the track. High up in the branches was a beautiful blue kite. A kite? Stuck up a tree? James was a bit disappointed. This wasn't the kind of daring rescue he'd been hoping for. But he could see how unhappy the children looked. So... Uh, Worry not! Luckily, I have my super funnel with me! James took a deep breath. (gasps) Then blew a big blast of steam from his funnel. The steam blew the kite out of the branches. And it floated down to the children. Hooray! <laughs> now I must fly! Sodor is calling! Da 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 da! James raced away before the children could guess who was under the super engine mask. Not only does Rail Rocket react to danger, he senses it before it's even become dangerous. Then James heard the sound of bells in the distance. (gasps) What's that? Did my super hearing just detect a... A distress bell! Someone's in trouble! I must assist them immediately! Da-da-da-da! Never fear! Rail Rocket is here! James arrived at the level crossing to find that the distress bell he had heard was only some goats safely crossing the line. Goat bells? Oh, come on! So much for Sodor calling. There's never a disaster when you need one. I've had it with being a super engine. Oh, I'm going to get cleaned up and return to my old normal life. James continued on towards the washdown. He was feeling a bit sad that the rail rocket still hadn't rescued any engines in danger. Meanwhile, at the coal hopper, Rebecca was waiting to fill up with coal when she heard shouting, Help! Runaway coal trucks! I can't stop! It was Percy. He'd lost control of some heavy coal trucks and they were pushing him along the track. Percy! (laughs) Then Percy and his coal trucks came off the tracks. Percy came to a stop, but one of the trucks slammed into the legs of the coal hopper. It looked like the coal hopper might collapse right on top of Rebecca. But Rebecca couldn't get out of the way. Her track was blocked by overturned coal trucks. (gasps) Oh, no! Meanwhile, James had arrived at the washdown 
What's the point of being a super engine if they don't even need my... Help! Wait, did I just hear a cry for... Help! That sounds like Rebecca. She's in trouble. Real trouble. James realised this was his chance to rescue an engine in danger. Da-da-da-da! Never fear. Rail Rocket is here. James raced toward Rebecca. He bashed the coal trucks out of the way and then pushed Rebecca out of danger. (gasps) At that moment, the coal hopper collapsed and crashed to the ground in a huge cloud of coal dust. But Rebecca was safe. (laughs) Rail Rocket is here to protect you. And now... If you'll excuse me, I must fly! Sodor is calling! In the swirling clouds of coal dust, neither Rebecca or Percy could see the engine who had saved the day. Wow! Real rocket! That night at Tidmouth Sheds, Percy told the other engines... All about the rail rocket. And then he burst through the coal and pushed Rebecca to safety. James arrived back from the washdown. His black mask had been washed off and his red paint was clean and shiny. Did I miss anything? Oh, James, we had our very own super engine. He was called Rail Rocket. Oh, he sounds quite the character. Nia was puzzled. I wonder who he was. But even Rebecca had no idea who had saved her. Who knows? He could be just about anyone. James the super engine backed into his shed and whispered quietly to himself. The end. This episode is brought to you by Budge Studios. Parents. Budge Studios presents Thomas and Friends Magical Tracks, a game for tablets and mobile devices, packed with interactive mini-games. Kids can ride the rails with their favourite engines in this fun and magical adventure. Download the free Thomas and Friends Magical Tracks game, available on the App Store and Google Play. This is a story about Thomas the Tank Engine, a cheeky little blue steam engine. With six small wheels, a short stumpy funnel, a short stumpy boiler, and a short stumpy dome. He is the number one engine on the Fat Controllers Railway and has a whistle that sounds like this. So now you've met the hero of our story, let's begin our journey. All aboard for a big adventure. Who's Jeffrey? It was a very busy day on the island of Sodor, especially for Thomas, who was late delivering his goods train to Brendam Docks. Down at the docks, Cranky, Salty and Porter were working hard to unload cargo from the waiting ships. OK, Salty, this one's yours. On me way, matey. Just then, Thomas raced onto the dockside. He was going too fast and bumped into some trucks. Cranky was so surprised, he dropped the crate he was carrying and it burst open. Bouncy balls bounced all over the dock. 
shiver me axles. What happened there? It wasn't our fault. The trucks complained. We were shunted too hard. Cranky was cross. He didn't like to see the dockside in a mess. Who shunted those trucks and caused all this chaos? Porter and Salty looked puzzled. It wasn't me. Nor me, matey. Well, somebody shoved us. Cranky looked down at Thomas. Thomas? Me? No, it definitely wasn't me. It was... it was... uh... Jeffrey. Cranky Porter and Salty looked around. I don't see any other engines around here. Cranky was right. There was no Jeffrey. Thomas had made Jeffrey up to take the blame for causing the accident. Um, well, he was here a minute ago, but now he's gone. I've never even heard of any Jeffrey. What does he look like? Thomas tried to pretend Jeffrey was real. Uh, Jeffrey is, uh, steamy. He's very big and, uh, he came over from the mainland. <laughs> then Percy arrived. He wanted to know all about the new engine. Who came over from the mainland? As the other engines told Percy about Jeffrey, Thomas puffed slowly and quietly away from the dockside. Thomas's coaches Annie and Clarabelle had been getting a fresh coat of paint at the steamworks when Thomas came back to collect them. Thomas, hello, my friend. Hello, Victor. Victor had already heard about Jeffrey. I hear there's a new engine on Sodor. I'm very much looking forward to meeting him. You tell him if ever he needs a new paint job to come and see Victor. By the way, what color is this, uh, Jeffrey? Uh, he's red. Thomas coupled up to Annie and Clarabelle and hurried out of the steamworks before Victor could ask any more questions. Red. Hmm, very smart. Annie and Clarabelle wanted to meet Jeffrey too. When will we meet Jeffrey, Thomas? I don't want to talk about Jeffrey, thank you very much. It seemed everyone wanted to meet Jeffrey, but Thomas wished he'd never made Jeffrey up in the first place. Instead of getting Thomas out of trouble, Jeffrey seemed to be causing more and more trouble. Later that day, Thomas arrived at Knapford Station. James, Gordon and Percy were all talking about the new engine. Well, I hear this Jeffrey character is red, said James. In my opinion, there are already too many red engines on Sodor. Gordon was worried too. I don't suppose he's very fast. Oh, yes, he is, said Percy. Jeffrey is very fast. He's so fast that nobody even saw him leave Brendam Docks. Then the fat controller arrived. What's all this talk about Jeffrey? I'd like to know what this strange engine is doing on my railway. But you, Thomas, seem to be the only one who's seen him. Well, the thing with Geoffrey is, uh, he's very shy, sir. Maybe we should just forget all about him and pretend nothing ever happened. <laughs> I'm sorry, Thomas, but I can't just forget about Geoffrey. Can you take me to see him, please? But I can't do that because, uh, he's hiding. Hiding? Where? Thomas didn't know what to say. He knew he couldn't take the fat controller to see Geoffrey because Geoffrey wasn't real. 
Thomas began to reverse out of the station, leaving a confused fat controller behind. What? Thomas, come back! Stop! The fat controller jumped into Percy's cab and they chased after Thomas. Thomas, what's wrong? Slow down! Percy and the fat controller followed Thomas all the way to Henry's tunnel. Percy waited outside. I think Thomas has stopped in the tunnel now, sir. The fat controller peered into the tunnel, but it was too dark to see anything. Thomas! Thomas! What's going on in there? Is Geoffrey with you? Yes, sir. He's hiding here inside the tunnel, sir. Thomas, tell Geoffrey I'd like to speak to him, please. Called the fat controller. Oh, uh, well... So Thomas put on a silly voice and pretended to be Geoffrey. Hello, this is Geoffrey. Sorry I can't come out, sir, but I'm very, very shy. Well, Geoffrey, shy or not, you have caused confusion and delay. Just you go easy when you're shunting trucks in future. The fat controller really thought that Geoffrey was in the tunnel. Definitely, sir. No more accidents for me, eh, Thomas? No, no more accidents, Geoffrey. <laughs> well, goodbye then. Are you off? Well, uh, goodbye, Geoffrey. Then there was trouble. Spencer, the big silver streamline engine, was heading at full speed into the tunnel. Spencer didn't know Thomas was hiding at the other end. As Spencer thundered through the tunnel, Thomas felt the track rumbling under his wheels. Fizzling fireboxes! What's that? Then Spencer saw Thomas. <laughs> Out of my way! Out of my way! Spencer braked as hard as he could and managed to stop before he crashed into Thomas. The two engines came out into the daylight, but the fat controller was very confused. Geoffrey was nowhere to be seen. Thomas? And Spencer? I don't understand. Where's poor Geoffrey? Now Spencer wanted to know who Geoffrey was. Who's Geoffrey? He's a big red steamy from the mainland. Percy explained. Didn't you see him in the tunnel? There was no engine in the tunnel. <laughs> Except silly little Thomas. Thomas, explain yourself. I'm sorry, sir. I made Geoffrey up because I didn't want to get into trouble for causing that accident at Brendam Docks. So, it was you, was it, Thomas? Now listen, we all have accidents. Why, only this morning, I smashed Lady Hat's favourite teapot. And do you know what I did? Thomas didn't know what to say. Uh, you told her Geoffrey had done it? No, I admitted it. And you should have admitted it too. You caused a lot of chaos by making up that silly story about Geoffrey. I'm sorry, sir. I hope you can learn from your mistake this time. Now, I need to get back to Knapford, Thomas, to buy a new teapot. So does this mean there is no Geoffrey? That's right, Percy. What a shame. That Geoffrey sounded like a really nice engine. Thomas felt very embarrassed and he promised to own up to his mistakes in the future. 
and Jeffrey was never heard of again. The end. Listen out for other adventures with Thomas and Friends Storytime. Parents, if you like what you heard, like, review and subscribe to our channel. Tell your friends too. Thomas and Friends is a registered trademark of Ghislaine Thomas Limited.